what is up everyone um what are we doing again <laughs> this is out of the truth i'm kyle <laughs> we are doing a podcast i think we are talking into the mic and then sending it out and distributing it on the internet where on average only four people listen per episode hey that's where we're at Hey. hey, but in. except for certain episodes where we do a lot of drama, then we get like about a hundred per per. So that's something. We that's, swing back and forth. We got four loyal people, and then all those fair weather people oh, like to pop yeah. in just, just for the they drama. Just like the drama, they just they want, want the, drama. the damn drama, and we're gonna bring you none of that today. <laughs> no, it's not uh, drama. <laughs> yeah, no drama. Today oh. we are talking some Gundam, mm-hmm. but before we do that, Danny. Mm-hmm. We got some good, the bad, the ugly. Mm-hmm. We got a little news, mm-hmm. some Gundam news. Ooh. Some. Uh, we also have some information on the uncanny experience currently happening right now in uh, Minneapolis, the Minnesota. Uncanny experience. The is that X Men? It's it. It just might be. That's uncanny. X Men. It is un unreal. Yeah. <laughs> it's they're showing off game engines they're making new game. it's a gamer it's, it's a it's a developer conference no it's oh. a fan experience led by the x reads <laughs> podcast they can't afford uh unreal developers uh we also okay. have speaking of or unity developers uh to segue oh, into some news this week that's kind of t- uh Little little drama, little okay, drama right there. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> but before we get into any of that, okay, any of that, Danny, All right. we are going to do a little bit of the cringe oh, lifestyle. I already cringe. moved past it. I was already ready for you're, something. You were ready. Something um, fulfilling. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. I already forgot what I queued up. So let's let's just uh, okay. This is uh, this okay. one's not so cringe. This, this one's not so cringe. This is interesting. This is I'm going to show you a controller. Twenty minutes custom of this. made. This is more of a a, a uh, this was made ten years ago. Okay. It's a kid uh, talking about a a modded controller for the Xbox 360. Okay. That's All right. Nice. Let's okay. watch it. Throwback. What's good, YouTube? This is modded controller 360. Mm-hmm. With the controller of the week. Uh, here's Red Tiger. Uh, it's got a cardigan on. Started it today. Oh, uh-huh. yesterday. Finished it today. It looks nice. It looks sexy. <laughs> front. Here's the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Twirl it. Here's the front. It's red. So get behind. 72. This is. Pr- All right. You get the point. Okay. I want you to guess. All right. Which famous celebrity this is? This is the YouTube channel from like 10 years ago. Okay. So he's young 20s. All right. Actor, famous. Okay. Who is it? It's uh, Kieran Culkin. No, I'm just kidding. Kieran Culkin? <laughs> no, is I he like hitting 40? Yeah. Like, I, one of them is. No, I think you're thinking Macaulay. Kieran was almost the baby in the pictures. Kieran was in Scott Pilgrim 15 years ago. Was it? And Kieran? Yeah, that was Oh, uh, I thought that was... Uh, I can't... Rory, the young one. Oh, is that Rory. the youngest one? I think Rory. Rory Culkin, okay. then. That's Rory who I'm thinking Culkin. of. It's Rory Culkin's okay. YouTube channel. <laughs> this is a Timothy Chalamet's ah! <laughs> YouTube channel. Apparently, Weird. he did a lot of Xbox mods back in the day. Well, that's cool, though. That's a good <laughs> I like that. It's black, not a bad mod. That's a red and black it's a tiger stripes. It's pretty cool. But it's an interesting video because, because we're in this era where any famous celebrity is probably 
going to have some type of YouTube channel. Ooh, that's like a mandate yeah. now to get. Like, that's where we're at. You have to have a following to even get like in movies now when they look for act, new up and coming sure. actors and actresses. Sure. It's wild. Um, <laughs> let's check out this cat. Do you think he is about Earth Federation forces or is he about Xeon? Oh, this cat here? Oh, he's <laughs> Zig Xeon all the way. Zig fucking Xeon. <laughs> he's, wow. he's pretty adamant about it. The principality of Xeon runs solid. deep within his blood. He is holding solid that Zig Xeon. No, he, yeah. he's a bit of an aristocrat, so it makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, look at you. You're on fire today. No, I'm just a monster. All right. uh, I'm just a monster. Uh, all right. Let's see what else we got. I got some. Let's see. Give me two seconds. These cringes haven't been too cringy. They've actually been nice. They've actually been not too bad, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I actually dislike Timmy, Timothy Chalamet a little less, though. Right. Oh man, here comes the cringe card. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I spoke too soon. Here comes the cringe. You ready for this? Okay. Well, guys, I peed my pants four oh. times yesterday. Had to change my know. diapers five times. What the heck is going on? Yeah, Couldn't yeah. even make it to the bathroom in my house. Oh, man. <laughs> Why do you think she can't make it to the bathroom, Danny? What do you think is going on with her? It's based on the I, general, I like, look. The general. I like that she chose, like, a, a flesh-colored shirt. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a choice. It is a choice. <laughs> try to blend in the curves or something. I, the framing is bad too. She takes. Uh, a, I would have got closer on the head or something. I would have probably framed um, it a little better. I would not show off my yeah, artwork. Maybe or what are those Christmas cards? Christmas cards. I think maybe it was just uh, someone cares about her. At someone least. she has people in her life. God Good for her. Damn though, no fucking shit today. on yourself living in squalor. I don't know. I I would try to tap out before I get that bad, but. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Well, Jesus, literal shit. <laughs> uh, uh, let's check out this cool chick. It's idiocracy this? right there. She needs that toilet. There we go. Oh, shit. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Ooh, explain Holy. what you just saw, Danny. Oh, explain the, it. The forked tongue of succubus. It was <laughs> this pipe. lady had a snake tongue that she could operate. Her tongue was cut surgically down the center. Or I imagine. Oh, stop showing it. We don't have to look at it anymore. <laughs> we don't have to look Everything that tips you, Chalamet, was modding Xbox controllers. We were, we were in a happy time. That cat was fucking running to be Char's best friend. I don't know. That's weird. I've seen those videos and like yeah. pictures before where people will like get the weird tongue surgeries and be like, yeah, look at my tongue. And I'm it's like, oh, that's weird. She opened like a trap too when she did it. Like, ah, pulled it in. Anything I've seen of it, I've never seen so much control of both sides. It always yes. still operated as one piece. I would see the ones where they go up and down, but I've never seen it where she could actually use it like a mandible. Right? Like that was wow. like a like that a fucking mind flare. She was just like, yeah, oh, I'll eat your brain. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Uh, I would be more less interested. Yeah, I would be like, I'm not as interested in you sexually now. <laughs> uh I don't know. That's so strange. Oh, right. Someone's finished. Let's move oh, I've on seen, to I've this seen, guy. I've seen this You've video seen this many guy? times. Okay. Oh, oh this is a classic. This is a classic. This is a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. You ready? Yeah, yeah. Here we go. It's no volume? No, no. Oh, you got to quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 years, 30 years. I'll give you a copy of this. Don't worry. You're a star. I'll take all your details. He's pissing on himself or getting arrested in the UK. His like, dick is tucked upwards out of his, his belt. 
it's like, like perfectly yeah like vertical it's a perfectly vertical pitch drop yes <laughs> it's, i like that the cops are just like laughing though well okay. at the end he's he like, makes the, the joke he's like give him a shake yeah and give it a shake and the whole time this guy's like threatening everybody he's like 20 oh, years 30 good. years i'll get out and i'll kill all y'all it was, that was oh great. man yeah. Hey. Ah, yeah yeah <laughs> that's a good one this comes a up on intensity a lot right i'll come yeah. up and i'll just play oh fucking this video that's a good one Give him a shake. Good classic. <laughs> All right, last one. You ready for this? Probably not. All right. Oh. We, oh my. You ready for oh this guy? Oh my. What's he gonna Let's swim in? Up to. Cool guy goes swimming. Here we go. That's what's called. What's wrong with you? What's, what you on? But I'm going in the ground. Why you going in the ground? I don't know. Why you don't know? <laughs> my body doesn't know. Oh man. <laughs> he's oh nice no, making. There he goes. He's swimming. Oh, he looks like he is making. Or is he humming? Is he penetrating the dirt? It looks like he's trying. Oh, he's like eating the dirt. Whoa. Spice life. Spice life. <laughs> Smoking spice. Uh, what is that? What drug? What do you think? Well, he said spice meth? life. So if he's that saying, can't be spice. I've never that's, seen anyone no have that reaction spice. on spice. But then no. again, I've always heard been told to stay away from it because it's like sure. weird synthetic weed that's never good. You never yeah. want derivative weed. It's you just never want to Marinol, that pill, stay away from that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't know. You could be on anything. I mean, it probably could be like I meth breakdown. Meth. You've been huffing way too many like aerosol cans. Who knows? Yeah. He didn't have pain on his face, but still not a different reaction. Maybe he cleaned it off. Mm. Maybe he did go swimming earlier and he thought he was still swimming. He married to things. His pants started to come down. That was weird. And then he made snow yes. angels like he was trying to swim, but he was making like snow angels in the dirt. Because the way he was like, moving his arms forward and back, it made that natural angel outline, <laughs> which I thought was a nice moment in the middle of his psychotic breakdown. You know? <laughs> he had to take the good with the bad. You got it. Yeah. Uh, good for him. I hope yeah. he's in a good place. He's um, probably he's in a dead. Place. He's probably he's dead. in a place. <laughs> uh you ready to move on not the tongue video. No, the tongue and shitting themselves video are the. We almost oh. had like a decent tour through the internet. There was nostalgia. There was high points, literally. <laughs> True. And then it just was. <laughs> let's move on to news. You ready for this? Yeah. News time. Let's uh. Do -do -do. Let's do some. Do -do. I do need like a. Do -do 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 I was actually just breaking into like strong bad. What if that was like? Oh, you're just doing strong bad. Okay, you're on the like I don't know. It just seemed like a good beat for news. Okay. Okay. Yeah, something strong like bad uh, like a remix. I mean, I Do a remix sure. on that and then use it for the news. All right, first news topic of the week: Alan Moore says he's asked DC to send all his future adaptation royalties to Black Lives Matter. What? Yes. What? So, what? Uh, yeah, this just came what? out about a couple Alan days always ago. Comes out of the left field. The weirdest like choices too. Yeah, like, he always takes. Especially these. this is like in a time where even like most people are like, yeah, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter is pretty much a scam at this point. Well, there was a lot of like news behind buying their some, house, some misappropriations much. of funds and so on and so forth, and yes. some scandals on top of that. But this just seems like he's out of touch with. I don't know. I mean, like, why not put it into like a college fund or something for for people? Like, I don't. It's a good question. What is this like a virtue signal for him, or is he? I don't know. Is he fucking around? If it like, was anyone else, I would say yes. But uh -huh. it's Alan Moore. Yeah. What is he doing? Did his snake exactly. god tell him to do this? That's what I'm thinking. His dual headed I feel snake like his god. god said something. To you him. know, Alan Moore would be into that lady. 
Yes. He'd worship yes. her. Yes. He'd be all about Ooh, her. Uh, He'd build a shrine to her. Oh, I mean, I I don't know. I I think it's 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 maybe something more um, I, I driven at something personal or something. I don't know. Maybe he just really... hates DC so much. Maybe he yeah. got some insider scoop that like David Zaslav over at DC or over at Warner Brothers is just really anti. BLM or anti Yeah, just something. Person? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. It's like, that's what I was saying. It's more personal. I feel yes. like this could be some sort of in, like mudslinging on the inside. And that would be maybe the crux as to why this came to be. I don't know. It's Alan Moore. He's weird. He's one of those people that, like Grant Morrison, like their characters. So it's hard to really understand their actual point of views. The thing is, they skipped, they just passed over the donation to BLM and they focused on the fact that it's all about like, him just not really liking any adaptations where i was like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa let's pull it back a second yeah yeah, what, yeah let's talk let's, about let's like did he have a like a speech about it yeah. or did he have anything you could quote him on like what was his did he what's i want to hear alan moore's opinion so on like current the, political times because he's always interesting to listen to he's wild but it's just on the how he feels about the films themselves i don't really yeah. feel with the recent films that they have stood by what i assumed were their original principles which makes sense a lot of those films yeah i've heard him say that a thousand times before though this is nothing new for alan moore i want to hear the other stuff is like what's why? his motivation why because sometimes people this? are candid and he'd be like you know what i hate this guy and so i yes, did it exactly because like i would see him as being one of those people like where the people just try to spin it in some other weird way so bizarre. Alan Moore will never cease to He'll, be entertaining yeah, in some way. It's great. I'm any any for type him. of read that he yeah. does. Um, I like that Alan Moore, like one of the few things that Alan Moore actually liked that was an adaptation was the episode of Justice League Unlimited where it's Superman's birthday and they get like this like creature attached to their face. Yes. And the, it feeds off their uh like, their, their, their desires. Yes, their fantasies. Their yeah. fantasies. Yeah, kind of. And he enjoyed that. Yeah. He actually enjoyed that, that episode. Take on it. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. I never knew that. Actually, I think it was pretty neutral, but like even neutral for Alan Moore is like, wow, that's a good praise. Yeah. Like, he yeah. he, he, he usually just hates everything. He only rants about how terrible it is. Yeah. yeah. How much it displeases him. Yeah, exactly. Keeps him up at night. <laughs> He's just like, if I could sleep at night, they're making this prequel to The Watchmen. God I can't damn, handle what it. What are they going to do? Are they going to make another LXG? Haunts my brains. <laughs> LXG. They called it LXG, mm, Danny. I don't. Uh, mm. <laughs> I like that from hell adaptation was really good. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, yeah that wasn't that, I like that, that one. Movie. Actually, wasn't too bad. Yeah, that, I was, a, that. that was good casting, fun movie. I watched it on Halloween. It's, yeah. a good, it's one of those weird non comic book comic book adaptations that yeah. that works surprisingly well. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, let's move on to the next subject. All right. Uh, uh what are we doing? Okay. Oh, Unity. Uh huh. Has changed its feast. So Unity. Oh is yeah. A game engine. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is crazy. Yeah, so, this is because a pretty big ripple. Essentially, it, what it used to be is uh, they would take gross sales mm -hmm. and take a percentage of that. That's kind of how Unreal works. Yeah, and business is usual. For a while. Now they're taking a percentage per download, which Whoa. is insane. Yeah, that's a lot. Essentially, yeah. you as the user could just download over and over and over again and bankrupt a company mm -hmm. because they're taking s such a huge percentage 
per download uh-huh. that it gives too much power to the user. Yeah, and it takes away from what the monetary game is for the company, so they can't sustain their output because there's no way to keep the business open without money coming in. It also so de- that just kills it. It also de incentivizes like trials, yeah, everything, <laughs> trials or anything like that, or like little demos. Because why? Why would you well, do that? We're built on a, a we're built on this capitalist chunk. system. So if you remove that, there's just nothing functions. But it's kind of crazy that they they're taking this crazy route because their community has said nothing but like, I guess we're done here. Well, yeah, the the like, Unity group was a pretty big group when it came to the game, not only development but yeah. game fan, like an actual fan base. Unity had this weird fan base that I hadn't seen since like Unreal. It's probably the only other time I've ever seen it. it. Yeah, because other games that had good engines were still very isolated. Unreal mm-hmm. had that kind of. Unity became more ubiquitous than Unreal because at yeah. one point it, you could see like the evolution over time when it overtook it within the last decade, and so like that's that fan base was like a piece. <laughs> they were like, "We're good here" because a lot of this is gonna kill the Unity development in the long term. Yeah, agreed. And, and which is great because like now all the focus just goes to Unreal Five, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is that much. the is that the what we see happening here? Is That's it just it. it becomes the powerhouse of the next decade? Yeah. I mean, there's it's no a, competitor after this. I mean, I don't see anyone. Why? Why? It's like the aughts again. Then we're going back to the early O's, and like yeah. that's when Unreal was king. Yeah. Good so, times. Those mods were great. It was great. Kill it was great. Let's, let's kill get back it. to it. Let's get back to it. Yes, Killing Floor Three. It's coming. <laughs> Oh, good times. All right. So. Uh, let's talk about the to- Rotten Tomatoes issue. Oh, that thing. This, the, that, this week, yeah. I guess you could so call it a kerfuffle. Yeah. So uh, if you haven't heard, Rotten Tomatoes has uh, has been taking some criticism over the past uh, week and a half or so. A bit aggressively, but also not unjust. Not unjust. Not, not unjust. unjust to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, most people don't really get the whole story, so but it's pretty part, crazy. There's a movie that Daisy Ridley was in in 2018 called mm-hmm. Ophelia. Ophelia. It was like the female it's, version of the Hamlet. It's team, a right? retcon retelling of Hamlet from Ophelia's perspective, which shows that the actual story is not actually what it was. It was something she faked at sometimes. Like Got she it. she would lie about her role a little bit. Like she doesn't kill herself in the end, <laughs> drown herself. She's like, oh no, I just ran away. So it's just it's an alternate take on on Hamlet. Yeah, at best. A guide. <laughs> so uh, apparently, it got terrible reviews. But then, uh, a company called uh, what was the name of this company? I really um, forgot. Bunker Fifteen. Yes. Uh, which was their PR firm for the movie, kind of started Correct. reaching out to independent uh, Rotten Tomatoes reviewers and essentially saying, "Give us a good review on Rotten Tomatoes. You could put whatever review you want on your website." You can give us Quid a negative review, yeah. but on Rotten Tomatoes, give us those five stars, essentially. Yeah, yeah it's a and, trade-off. Uh, this well, movie was fraud, essentially. <laughs> able to get, uh, uh, it was able to get distribution a, um, for it. A moderate, yeah, a moderate play out from this whole like, gambit. So, yeah, yeah, this this does take into, like, is this fraud? What has uh, happened? I mean, it's not because it's on the, I guess, the user's end. Well, it's it's because they're, um, I, I, you could break down the fraud because they're paying them for their reviews in a central way. But, I mean, that's still accepted nowadays in a more grander scheme. Yeah. So, I guess at that time when that movie was coming out, that was relatively new. And more people would probably lean to it being as dirty. 
now it's like people are like, oh, well, yeah, but I also have a YouTube channel, so mm-hmm. I want to fucking get these wristbands to go to the show. And That's really the problem. I like to fall out, and I want to get the pit boys, so I give it five out of five stars. You're not supposed to be friends <laughs> with these people if you're a journalist. Yeah. You're supposed to be critical of them. You fucking did it again, Disney! Good job. I'm sorry, where was I? Uh, um, <laughs> Uh, it, it was uh honestly it was uh it was uh you know breathtaking it was uh heart pounding and it was brave i cried i died <laughs> and i couldn't lie <laughs> it's so, it's so yeah. dumb it's yeah. so dumb every this movie is, is the a... same every blockbuster everything from that one company just review it the same and then they become they they're have, bi- they're the true biological constructs they have people actually listening and you know taking these reviews seriously unfortunately yeah that's really the big problem yeah because it does impact the studio it does impact like you said the distribution so this actually plays a bigger role especially when it comes to things from sundance that Mm -hmm. buzz at sundance goes a long fucking way for movies yes even when they like re like visit sundance in weird ways they'll you'll see movies that are well past their release fucking get buzz again and that revitalizes mm-hmm. them. Then boom, they're in theaters. And you're like, now coming to theaters. This movie from fucking five years ago. Yeah. Off of just critic reviews. Yep. It's wild. It is insane. It's a powerful thing. But I mean, this is the problem with Rotten Tomatoes. This is a broken paradigm. Yeah. And we just need to move away from that. Just watch movies that interest you. Reviews much, are not yeah. as relevant. Yeah. I mean, if you're really that edged for reviews, then go into your friend group if you have one. And take from those people and be like, have you watched this movie? I've known you for five years. I know your opinion well enough. You You think this movie's interesting? All right, cool. Off of that, I'll go see it. That's it. Be social about it. Reviews. Let's let's do away with that. Yes. Numbers. I mean, if you're interested in ever seeing a movie and you want to use it that way, that's the best. Yeah. 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 I mean, I get it because movies, 99% of movies are scams. Let's be real. So, like, to a regular viewer who just wants to be entertained, they don't want to waste their money yeah so i get it to yeah. some extent i mean if it's getting it's word of mouth out there for older movies that's great but with like newer movies if this is your make or break where you're like well this weekend i was gonna go see this but mm-hmm. this guy gave it a bad review then that's i don't know, that's a wild way to live your life yeah check it out just check it out even if it's just bad go watch the movie even if i say a movie's bad go see that think, shit for yourself yeah. and find out yeah figure out yeah. figure it out for yourself. this shit is just conversation yeah. motherfuckers it's not law Uh, beautiful beautiful i couldn't end it any either any other way let's move on Mm -hmm. to uh gundam had a conference their autumn conference uh of the year the fall conference Mm -hmm. that they usually have they're like every modern company these days and they have to have their own stupid everybody's got a conference talking about convention um this was a terrible and every way shape or form what we get is essentially it's like a commercial like a big a corporate for this dog and pony show metaverse oh uh, yeah I, they're doing you showed me you a video this. of that then i couldn't even finish it i was and like uh, we talked about this like who like the facebook is giving away headsets for free because they can't sell them right now so i don't understand who this is for exactly i mean isn't the current gundam fan base pretty much just people are super into the gun plus show isn't that like the biggest yeah like, doesn't more people per cat more fan gundam fans per capita watch that show than say what witch and mercury had yes yeah oh so. no witch and mercury really? was actually the biggest watched 
show to date. Of Gundam? Of Gundam, yes. It's based off of like season? Like watching it live airing. I, I, how do they scale that though over time? That's interesting. All right. And, but well, I uh, guess I mean overall numbers, but that's interesting. But I still. think they are hmm. doing this. This metaverse thing is supposed to be very build. Yeah. So it's going to build metaverse, right? So it's supposed to be like a build kind of universe where you could like create and build your own thing. You could watch stuff. I don't know. It's a part of Facebook. I'm never going it's to. It's a social. It's like a me verse or Jesus. like the metaverse kind of shit, but for Gundam. But it's not quite. It's like the. It gives the illusion of like gamification of something, but it's not really like the full. It's not the full step into it. Yes. It's too much one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. And that's why I think this is weird and just too gimmicky. Maybe in 10 years it's cool. Maybe in 20 years yeah, a better version. Maybe. Right now they're not quite there. It's like VR. This is just another VR thing. It's just it's not, not there. there. It's just weird. Not it's not uniform. Look at all this shit. All there, these things are yeah. waste. Buy all these things. I don't know what they do. Get your figure. You can scan just, your figure in line. Hey, and you can go more. online with your figure and stand there next to it. It doesn't do anything. I just want that Gundam Arcade game. Oh yeah, the Gundam, yeah. the uh, the one where yeah. you sit in the cockpit and you can like link up with other people, and it, you, it, that game isn't even three D, and it feels more enjoyable than what this is going to be. Yeah. Uh, oh, just, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, just more Namco marketing oh, and less Namco boy. polish. Namco, what will you do next? They'll find ways to sell you things, but they'll never find ways to backtrack and clean up the things they've sold <laughs> you. They're just like, we're good here, moving on. Uh, yeah. Gundamverse yeah, next year. Fair. We're that's... on to that. Twenty twenty four. The fuck it. out of my way and they it. just push you out of the I way just focus on <laughs> good shows and gunplay and that's yeah, it just that's, make that's movies all. just finish all you gotta do finish, finish Hathaway's Hathaway, art yeah god damn it it's almost October oh my god why isn't there a fucking Hathaway movie coming so out so the uh, if you didn't know the uh, team of Hathaway uh-huh. is a team of Thunderbolts and yeah. the director said there will be more Thunderbolt because the Thunderbolt <gasps> get mon- the fuck Thunder- out Thunderbolt manga is ongoing yeah yeah currently and he said yeah they released like one a year or more something Thunderbolt but the focus is on Hathaway and based on mm-hmm. the release date so that means like 2027 2028 okay. you'll okay. see more Thunderbolt maybe alright alright yeah okay if so that, I've got knows? that to look forward to yeah. Gundamverse because I was wondering what other kind of origin style stuff they were going to pop out soon yeah it had been a while since the Char stuff and Thunderbolt that wrapped even before or within tandem and that mm-hmm. so yeah let's let's get some more Thunderbolt that shit some jazz some space opera fine with all of it yeah, that then that team is great. Yeah, everything they put out. Hell yeah, let's see more. Of, uh, I am down. Yeah. All right, last uh, news of the week: okay. uh, the two-day immersive X-Men fandom convention is happening this weekend, Danny. It is the Uncanny Experience. Okay, this is more. This is kind of like a half convention, half like role play school type uh, event where you go to classes, but each class is like from someone like. Uh, they got a lot of guests. They got that's Chris Claremont. Impressive. Whoa, Daniel that's cool. Cudmore, Lenore Zahn. Do they, 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 they like teach the classes? Do you go to like, yeah, I, I, do, got, I got Chris Claremont's class at yeah, 2.30. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you go and you like sign up for people's classes. Cal Dodd, voice of Wolverine. They got a lot of cool people along with, uh, who else they got? Oh, I think they even got Casper Van Dien as well. Because he did the, uh, <laughs> what? what is it called? The, uh, <laughs> have you ever seen Deadpool 2, the musical? <laughs> 
He was. It's like a fan film. What? That uh, you never heard of this? No. Hold on. Okay. I'm uh, fucking, hold on. I'm I'm, out of, I'm lost to this one. I I know about Cassie Van Dien doing fan films with uh, Mortal Kombat, and he played Johnny Cage, and that was amazing. But no, I am not yeah, aware of this. It's a it's a 100 fan parody, and he plays Deadpool, and he plays uh no he plays, uh, plays what's is it Ryan Reynolds, uh Cyclops. Casper Van D plays Cyclops? Yeah. Scott Summers? So there he is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. That's actually not bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it, and it's, it's yeah, beautiful. It's, it's pretty good. It's, it's, it's not that. I check it. I would definitely Wild check it out. Wild Beast is pretty rough, but. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit. But. I would have I probably kept him out of it. Maybe that's part of the joke. I don't know. <laughs> you might get a get uh, Dr. Horrible sing-along vibes. That's yeah. Nice. Yes, oh, hey, they brought yes, the blind lady exactly. in from uh, the Deadpool movie. Hey, and Iron Man's there and all the Avengers. Yeah. All right, I'll have to watch this. So I do, this yeah, I do like a good superhero it, short. Dude, it's, it's great just for Casper Randy and himself. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so he's going to be there along with a bunch of uh, <laughs> cosplayers that you know. This is one foot in the <laughs> X-Men universe, and he's like, I'm fucking doing these X-Men events. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. This is all I need. I'm here, oh, too. man. I, uh, I respect him. It's good. It's he does, good. He loves his... He knows his fans. And, of course, the Lewalds will be the, the okay. creators of the X-Men animated series. Yeah. So, um, by the time cool. you're listening to this, it doesn't matter. But, yep. hey, there's always next year, folks. Yep. Um. Interesting. That was a weird way to end that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on, Danny, to some good... Some bad. Wonder if Chris Claremont ever gets upset that people think he's fucking Stanley. Right? They're just like, wait, you're not Stanley. And he's like, the guy's dead. (laughs) I'm the one who made the X-Men popular. (laughs) I know you, you're Jim (laughs) Starlin. Dave Cockrum? No. No, I work with Dave. Oh. (laughs) All right. So it's time for some good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm Mm-hmm. This is where we talk about our shit. This is some stuff we watch. We go like, uh, what do we watch this week? Is we're it bored, good? Is it bad? Or is it ugly? That's what we're doing. Put stuff in front of my face and felt stuff about it. So let's start off with the good. I okay. will start off. And my good for the week is okay. a manga that I finally catched up in. And that is Dragon Ball Super. I finally caught up oh, on wow. the Granola arc and finished the Moro arc. They made Chatsu relevant for a moment there. They made Chatsu there for relevant. It was really weird. Um, I enjoyed the Moro arc, I think, a little bit more than the Granola arc. But Same. the Granola arc had a lot of cool, like little little things little bits that i like like i like the the salamander two ball dragon mm-hmm. and the granola arc that was great i love that there's other namekians just kind of out there kind of making their own dragon balls doing their own thing yeah which makes sense because that's what kami did so yeah i actually liked that more than i liked the whole retconning with bardock that I didn't, I wasn't a fan of. And Bardock's yes. Trunks transformation where he's just like, and now I transform into something, but there's nothing explaining it. But it's like a super Saiyan trans. Not even mm-hmm. that. This is one of the random 90 million Saiyan transformations. Who knows? They're like plot armor. Plot armor, indeed. Yeah, yeah I didn't like a lot of the redcons. There was, there was a decent amount. Like, yeah. I know that, whoops. I know that they redconned essentially the whole Broly thing with like, instead of... Frieza being paranoid by the Super Saiyan. It's actually he was paranoid by the Super Saiyan God, which kind yes. of links it up to the whole Battle of the Gods and all that. Yeah, moving forward. Yeah, uh, kind of ties it all together. That was 
That was fine. That was fine. I mean, I'm they okay made Broly a relevant character and fixed him in permanently, which was pretty cool. That was that was good. Yeah. Power scaling is weird. Power I don't understand. A little weird because yeah. the Hikaru form, <clears throat> which is essentially just the Ozaru, the, it's the like giant, tapping into your giant monkey, pure monkey right? on the but without but transforming, without transforming. Into yeah, the you're monkey. you're localizing the energy. I I feel like what is that a ten times multiplier of your base Ooh, form? So as long maybe. as maybe. Keep your base form. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's too. Because then he too. transformed Super Saiyan, and it made it crazy powerful to the point where they had to fuse to beat him. But then it still doesn't. I don't. Uh, it's. It's. I'm excited for the tournament that they're obviously building towards, the final tournament where they're like, here's all the universes fighting at once. Yeah. And looking at who we're bringing along, they'll bring along them. The, all the Saiyans, obviously. This is but, why we need to introduce Oob because I think yeah. Oob needs to be in this tournament. I think so too. Or, yeah. or kind of what they did with, uh, well, like Boo got a lot of love in the uh, fucking Moro arc as this the grand original Grand Supreme Kai, the, the Grand Supreme Kai yeah. that he absorbed originally, yeah. which is why he looks like a fat fuck. Yeah. So yeah, why? Yeah, exactly. Why he made that his final form essentially because that's what he rested on. Yeah. And it, it changed his demeanor, made him like kind-hearted again. It's what essentially saved everyone and kept everyone safe up to this point because mm-hmm. he's just like ah, i just want to eat and be fat yeah <laughs> so they could refuse him into like how they kind of did in gt where they could like put him back together make like majub and then like he'll oh, go off yeah. to do the tournament mm-hmm. i would see that because they they do That'd that stupid plot device where they're like well majibu could defeat everybody but he's sleeping right he's now he's always sleeping so we gotta take on the world ourselves let's get yeah. chow Tzu out here <laughs> he's like yeah, fucking ready i also uh, brought this ramen <laughs> what do you think about uh vegeta doing like learning destruction the uh, hakai techniques yeah. how we have like death god that's cool and he gets loses his eyebrows when he transforms mm. his hair gets purple and he also has that ability to like spirit fission so he can unfuse fission because he went that's to, really cool the planet yard rat yeah. yeah and he did the training Which, man so many think about if goku just stayed on yard rack yes. for another year he would have learned that technique, which would have changed the whole cell saga. This is this is the way I like to and mind crime saga. this. I mind crime this all the time. If fucking someone like just even Yamcha fucking left planet, didn't even do any of the training on the planet, just went with his base level in Dragon Ball, went to Guru, had his potential unlocked, and then went over to planet Yardra and did the spirit training, yes. and then came back, he'd be fucking God until like fucking the cell saga. <laughs> He really would. He would be because the multipliers are absurd. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. Vegeta became a beast after he did the training. And then he could just like now split people in half when they're fused and stuff or they absorb people. Exactly. Like yeah. the problem they had with like Cell and Majibu and all that would have mm-hmm. been just like, well, I have Gun, a punch that just, gets rid of this. Boom. Even Gun, though Goku split. still like robbed him and then took his Goku Sano form, which is like a Susano yes, fused with Goku's weird, Ultra Instinct. Weird, like, Didn't big, like that. Big form. Not I, a fan I of that. I don't like that. I, I wasn't like a that. fan of like that no. the way that arc ended really at all. I liked them like when all the Namics fused together and they were like, we're going to fight Moro. And then he one shot him. All those things were funny. It was just weird yeah. because ultimately they were fighting like real estate agents on this planet. <laughs> right? Like yeah. there was just the people yeah. that took over the planet yes. after the oh, Cerulean's, you, right? Oh, when you're talking about when uh, Granola met Granola, up and all the, yeah, yeah, during yeah, that arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that, that arc was just, uh, yeah, that was silly. That was they dumb. wanted to flush out more of Goku's dead and then they really did yeah at first when they were like all right i wish to be the strongest in the universe and he's the strongest universe but then vegeta's like well during the fight i have gained more power but then all of a sudden granola's like well i figured out how to use more of the power 
which I was back and forth with because I was like, all right, they set this up before with Captain Ginyu. And Captain Ginyu, when he absorbed, when he took over Goku's body, he wasn't mm-hmm. as full power because he didn't know how to use it. As time went on, he got stronger. So it felt like a similar situation. But then Frieza shows up and one shots everybody, and you're like, fuck this. I don't know what to do. I don't understand. I don't know. Who is this? How do you. How <laughs> yeah. does anything work? This arbitrary concept, just wishing to be the strongest and then it not mattering, seems super ridiculous. I don't know. I do like the heaters but, I, as an analog to the Frieza. That's, plan. I guess, that's the problem with the world Zen- building. Zenkai boost. Uh-huh. Like, you're the strongest then, but well. just beat me up, and then I'm stronger now, right? Yeah, but then, like, okay, but then Frieza was out there. Frieza was like, okay, so when he wishes to be the strongest in the universe, is it who's powered up at the maximum amount at that moment or their potential? Because I figured that's what is this like a fucking monkey paw? Like when the, the dragon's like, ah, you didn't see what their current top power level was. Yeah, you, they're dicks. It's like so they did that with or Piccolo on uh, Planet. Uh, what is it called? Oh, when uh, he didn't wish him back. Yeah, he yeah. just wished him too Namek and <laughs> not the spot. But I mean, I guess you're right. Okay, that, that's precedence. But then Piccolo's whole thing where he was just like unlock my potential, and then you get orange Piccolo. Because then the the mangas are up to where the the so, mangas up to where the movie's at. So latest uh, chapter, if I'm not mistaken. There's a YouTuber called Carthu Dojo who uh-huh. does a pretty good breakdown of it, and okay. I, I thought it was bad until I read this. And that essentially, it is a it is a, it's cr- Piccolo's character coming full circle essentially because now that the dragon has been replaced by Dende's dragon, uh-huh. the powers within it are now going back from Kami into uh, Piccolo, so when the dragon is reborn again and he gets these powers, he's giving them back. Uh, like it's like a reborn dragon that's Dente's new thing, and he's giving back Kami's like like energy, and that's why it's orange because it's like the the he has the power of like the old Dragon Balls within him almost. It was more the the logic makes no sense, okay. but I, I think from <laughs> narratively they were trying to go like full circle with with piccolo where he like he achieved he he split then he fused but then now then like those old dragons were part of kami's world so he's trying we're trying to reestablish a new kind of thing and they're giving that piccolo kind of like this like offset power of the dragon all right never mind it i don't makes like no it. sense I, it, it makes, makes no sense, sense. because down. if you look at the whole series like dragon ball king piccolo kills a dragon the eternal dragon and then Kami just remakes it. And then later, when they fuse, the dragon goes out of existence because all of Kami's power goes into Piccolo. And they become the original child of Katatas or whatever. The the, yes. the random Namekian. The survivor of the great, of what is it, albino Namekian bird. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but, oh, so okay. Survive the droughts. So, so that's the power returning, and they become this crazy powerful being, which think about that. Go back to Dragon Ball. If they uh-huh. fuse together, they can just fight Frieza. They could be like, let's go kill Frieza from Dragon Ball immediately. <laughs> like They're that powerful. So, like, what I'm thinking is that this was just the him getting his version of like the true power line boost of like the original dragon from which the dragon energy sprouted from in the Namekian like lore there weird dragon god the one that's kind of mm-hmm. there's because there's the, that crazy golden dragon that they summon in in super as like the tournament dragon which is like the omega omega shinron mm-hmm. super de duper de shinron super and so but there's still talk that there's a Namekian god above that or around that level 
but I don't know if he's the one who created that or if there's like a main energy line that the Namekians that are the, I guess the Namekian mystics, because there's type three type cast is or three casts, right? There's like the Namekian or no, there's two, right? There's a fighter cast and then there's a magic healer kind of cast. The healers, essentially. Yeah. yeah. There's only those two. So like, I think the magic cast and the Namekians have tapped into this like ancient Namekian magic line and that's what Piccolo was able to pull from by asking the dragon to tap into it because he couldn't do what Guru did and unlock his potential Mm -hmm. he had to use the dragon to do it but the dragon's power is limited by the person who creates it which Mm -hmm. I'm confused because then like so Dende is more powerful power than Piccolo fused with Kami I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, power wise, super... I have no idea. Yeah, this is this is a problem. I love Dragon Ball. I love it to death. It's one of my favorite series, but it's so messy with this stuff. It's, it's what happened to Launch? And <laughs> she's gone. She's gone. She's never gonna see her again. You saw her hands uh, when uh, when uh, Goku needed power when he was fighting Boo. You see her for like two seconds. Yeah. She goes. Bee! She shows up in that. Um, special that they did in like the late 90s early 2000s where they review vegeta's brother still alive and mm. he's like married to this alien that fused into like one person or something weird uh, t- tarble tarble yeah because vegeta and tarble vegetable vegetable yeah oh uh, jeez he's out there he's canon they mentioned him again in super they, he's out there he's Ve- okay tarble's on the table as an as a, a functioning saiyan in the universe he could come back as a super saiyan god they just have to do the ritual, which eventually Vegeta just does on his own without even needing to. How does it? It's all ridiculous. It's all ridiculous. Oh, here's one thing that was crazy <clears throat> that came out of, I think, one of the arcs. I think Granola. Uh-huh. Yeah, Granola arc is that we, I think the, what is it, my, my Tabo or whatever the, that, the, the the one that's on the cerulean planet he says that the namekians aren't of this universe yeah that's what i meant where they're that they're do they come from that divine multiversal dragon exactly and the god that's tied to that that is the namekian or progenerator progenerator i don't know yeah super confusing there's a lot to mine out the there are so many fan sites and like side things there that really grind yeah. into that and flush these out pretty well, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. And a lot of those creators go on to become actual writers for yep. it. The guy did like the Curious Case. He actually kind of plays on what we were talking about, where it's like if I was reading, the guy is just a Japanese student, falls, mm-hmm. knocks his head, and then wakes up and he's Yamcha, but he knows all the Dragon Ball lore and he's Yamcha and Dragon Ball. So he's just like, yeah. <laughs> he gets so powerful that when Vegeta shows up, he's like, let's do this, Vegeta <laughs> kicks his ass. So there you go, and th- that guy went on to actually be an animator for for Dragon Ball. Now he nice. does works on Super, so that's cool. Right on. Yeah, we'll see where this all goes. Cool. So yeah. that's my good. What's your good for the week? My good actually will will overlap with that real quick. Uh, I have a, s- a special good that I'm going to throw onto this, and that's the fucking return of Dragon Ball Abridged. Dragon Ball Abridged. God that damn, was so good. I haven't laughed that hard in a oh, long time. That man. was great. They didn't lose a step all this time. They've just been polishing, I feel. And that's great because what they did when they were like, we're going to do Bojack and then they got all those Patreons and then they just yes. garbaged into like, you want to watch Vegeta play Overwatch? And I'm like, nobody wants that. Nobody, nobody wants fucking that. wants that. I felt like I was like, fuck these guys. They're not going to do anything. This is all dead. This was for nothing. And then they came back with this force. I was just like, all right, I kind of forgive you. I <laughs> kind of forgive you. <laughs> it was amazing. It's fucking beautiful. That's just a quick caveat to throw on that. Go watch New Bridge. Yes. Covers the Boo Saga. That's part one, part two. It's like the Kai, I guess, is what it's like when they did uh, Kai Abridged. 
Well, the Kai Bridge. Well, they call it Boo Bridge or uh, a bridge, but the Kai Dragon Ball Kai Bridge played the same way, where it was just a quick cut, little bits, yeah, in just one yeah, season yeah. in a in one video, which yeah. I thought was great. It was probably like twenty three minutes, twenty six minutes of yeah. of content. So check that out. And then my actual good, because we finished it this week, Baldur's Gate three. Baldur's Gate three. I can officially say it is a good, if not great, if not wonderful game. It took everything that I loved about Baldur's Gate 2, everything I loved about Knights of the Old Republic, combined it, improved it, made me appreciate what I, I loved about those games again, and brought back that nostalgia and built on it. And I, I will replay this game many times, and I tell people if they haven't played it, check it out if you love RPGs, even in the slightest bit. Or if you like Dungeons & Dragons, because it translates it perfectly. But yeah, I, I must recommend more this more to people, and I can't enough. Baldur's Gate 3 is my game of the year. <laughs> it gets a 4 out of 5 from me if you're not being able to dance. Oh, you can still dance. You just got to cast the spell. Those items that make it happen. You force people to dance in Dungeons and Dragons. Nobody willingly does it. I mean, negatives on top. The game is buggy, but I love Fallout New Vegas, and that was far more buggy than this yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even if people like say it's got its problems, I mean, most Bethesda games or Obsidian-type games have their share problems that people love those people love what oh, uh, skyrim and that's got its issues fallout 4 had a fucking ton of issues and people suck that dick into the grave oh, yeah. so i'm i'm cool on that i think this is and, and they updated aggressively so all this even if people like don't jump into it until like a year later it's gonna be new shit better upgrade run better you'll you come back and get like one of the 40 fucking endings and have a good time yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be playing nice. this game for a while. It's my jam. I'm, I'm surprised you did. They even release a game that has this kind of legs. It did not be right. an MMO, you know. Yeah, like I, I got no financial like tie to it, and I can still see a future where I'm like, yeah, I just keep playing it. it. I don't even need DLC. I'm sure they'll put out shit. They've talked about it, but they have some, yeah. talked about putting but, out some stuff. But vanilla, you could pick it up ten like five years from now and still have a good time if you like Dungeons and Dragons Absolutely. or RPGs. That's my fucking good. It is great. It it's been a good great. week for shit like that. Yeah. Yeah um yeah i agree i agree i wish act three was a little more uh, that's polished you're right and everyone sure says that be. and they're right no one's be. wrong about that yeah, yeah give it time they're adding more stuff to that they've already added fine. some new endings to people that were lacking which uh, is quick because remember fallout 3 did that and they added it in a, a dlc that you had to pay for oh so yeah that's savage yeah yeah weak yeah so there you go hell. There nice. you fucking go. Yeah, I highly recommend that game yeah. as well, folks. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the bad. And my bad for this week mm-hmm. is Gran Turismo. Oh no, Gran uh, Torino. What what is it? Not Gran Torino. No, I'm just Gran- kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Good old, oh, man. old man. Oh uh, just Torino. old man shouting to get off on actually Gran Torino's pretty good movie. <laughs> I like that movie. Clint Eastwood's actually not too bad yeah. in that. He's not too old yet and he could still act. It's not like that last movie that came out of Cry Macho that was terrible. This movie is about Gran Turismo. Clint Eastwood racing. It's about Clint Eastwood, the old man. Playing video games and learning he, to uh, race a real He car. does mocap for Gran yes. Turismo. He's the main character, yeah. <laughs> He's just driving around doing yeah. mocap the whole fucking movie. So I watched this just because it's directed by Neil Blomkamp. And he gets, like, he made District 9. So he gets, like, mm-hmm. I feel like Neil Blomkamp gets one more chance for me. Okay. And then I think I'm done with him, but oh, like that's unfortunate. District Nine was so good that I'm District still going to give him a District chance Nine in the future. Is a fucking killer movie, but, and he's released some other amazing things. But yeah, well, but, some other good things. This movie is 
not that it's bad. Uh-huh. I mean, it's bad. It's just yeah. that you've seen everything in this movie before. Okay. Everything so pretty is lazy. a cliche, uh, a genre convention, a stereotype, something you have seen in a different film. So unless you're like five years old, this you've seen this movie. Oh, okay. In some so way, it, shape, or form. It's very formulaic. Then. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. There's nothing. It's a safe movie. They just this is what super, happens a lot. Super safe. Yeah, yeah. They just put these out. They're easy to throw on Netflix. They're easy to throw in the theaters. They're easy to throw in anything. They're just not not abrasive. Yeah. Just put it in front of people, and they're like, "Yeah, I remember the Gran Turismo on the Playstations." Yeah. Fuck yeah, let's put it on. I'll see him drift. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. Why? Who's this? This is a Who weird is market. This? Yeah. this is a weird like. Mm-hmm. I think they're chasing like that corporate trend of like. Well, also Mario did big, so we're in the. We talked about this before. We're in yes, the superhero video, era, yes. or not the superhero? The video game, video era, game era is ushering in from the superhero era, yeah, and the corporate era because we get a lot of these like corporate movies that are coming out off of like corporate IPs. Like, yeah, what's it? There's a BlackBerry one and shit like that. <sighs> so like, this is like, how can we take like a company IP and really just get people excited about it? What a world do we live yeah. in? Yeah. Yep. I mean, we live in a world where we're making multiverse movies, but all we're doing is like changing like pizza from balls to flat. Well, we're making multiverse movies where there's all the multiverses possible and you just get to see two of them. And you're yes. like, what? what? No. And then when you even think about the idea where you're like, well, she didn't even need to be in this universe. I'm sure there's orphans in the other universe that yeah. she could just raise. <laughs> Fuck these movies. Damn it. You did it again, fucking Disney. Sorry. Good job, I'm sorry. Good I corrected job. myself. Those movies are great. They're uh, flawless. Uh, fucking flawless. Uh, Grand Chisholm's flawless. Great. Fucking Sony. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. All right, what's your bad? Okay. All right. So I set out on a journey. I wanted to try to give Todd Solonids uh, another chance. And I gave him actually two more chances. But one of them right off the bat was bad. And that was actually a, a movie that I had high hopes for based off of the trailer. And it was Dark Horse. Came out in 2011. This is a guy who I pretty much like lauded this entire experience off of three movies that I enjoyed very well. Mm-hmm. He did what was uh, storytelling, storytelling, happiness, oh. and palindromes. I love those movies. And this was a lot like palindromes, but not in a way that I, I think palindromes I don't think works for other people. And I have nostalgia for it because I saw it and it kind of caught me. And I was like, oh, this is fresh. But if I would watch this and then watch palindromes, uh-huh. I probably wouldn't enjoy it as much because I'm like, okay. it, it feels like they ape off of each other a lot, but from different perspectives almost. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, the characters in this completely unlikable, completely okay. unrelatable. It's worse than the last one where I thought the characters were super unlikable. This one, they turned that shit to 11 in this one. Wow. So it took like, um, was it Life During the Love of War or whatever that other bullshit movie was? Yeah. And it just ran further with that and fucked that up hard. And I was just like, okay, I don't think I can watch many more of these, but I'll give one more movie of his a try. And that'll be my ugly when we talk about it. But I'm pretty much done with this director. <laughs> Todd Solonids has got his three. Wow. He's got his trilogy for me. I love I love those movies. Happiness right. and storytelling are actually really, really good Oscar worthy movies. Yeah. And you get uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and fucking Paul Giovanni as like the uh, the audience character for the, those movies that give you a good anchor. And that's mm-hmm. what these movies I feel lack. And Paladrums technically doesn't have either. Is that there's not a good audience character to anchor you in this fucking nightmare hellscape of a family life for every movie it's like a it's like you know how um uh wes anderson does these interesting critiques but almost sometimes very cerebral 
takes on family life, the 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 relationship between the father and son, yes. mother daughter, mother yeah. son, all that. He does these nice little like they're fun, but they're deep and they're very emotional and they're gripping. This is like a very jarring like if if Wes Anderson was like a, a fucking symphony and orchestra playing to that, this is like a fucking speed metal show playing to it where you're just like really rough because like the subject matter in the other one was super aggressive on like the sexual abuse end. This yeah. one is just like super aggressive on the fucking shitty people in like everyone's losers. No one's likable. There isn't a moment where you connect. I feel like even in Wiener Dog, which was a movie his that was kind of fucked up and sad. I yes. could connect with the characters that the dog ran into. And right. the dog kind of almost feels like a good audience member to the movie, too. So it kind of fits yeah. into what I was saying that fixes his movies. But, yeah, this movie's too freeform. The character that you even focus on the whole time, he's like the worst man-child. I've never seen a worse man-child in a movie than in fucking Dark Horse. Damn. It is That makes it so hard. To, you'd think it'd be funny, like it's a dark comedy, but it's just sad and aggressive Oof. and just unlikable. People in this are unlikable than more unlikable than uncut gems. Oh no, that's not good. <laughs> no, yeah, there's no one, no one redeemable. It's bad. Unfortunate. It's bad. All right. We should see. we should stop after this. Todd Solomon should be stopped. Let's see what's he up to. Is yeah. He doing no, he's not doing anything. The last thing he put out was Wiener Dog, Dog, and then that was it. All right. I think yeah. he realized his juice was gone. He tried to restart the car, and it rolled over a few times, but it didn't quite catch. And he couldn't get it out of the driveway, so he's like, "Okay, I'll stay." Because uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> look, Dark Horse wasn't further before that, so yeah, yeah, he was rounding the drain. All right, yeah, interesting. Yeah, all right, let's move on to Ugly. Uh-huh. My Ugly, leaning more towards good, but I'm gonna say it's Ugly. Um, my Adventures with Superman. I oh, it. okay. Have you watched it yet? No, I, I'm still waiting okay. to kind of get around to it. Again. Right. I'll probably watch when Invincible's going to kind of contrast them. Okay. Um. So they, they it's it's posed very much like a slice of life anime. Uh, oh, wow. You were saying that. Yeah, but they, they stuck to that. they ultimately didn't okay. want to commit to it. Oh, they didn't? Feel. They didn't lean into it? They just, they didn't did they try to re- revamp into like, oh, and it's a crazy galactic comic book story Yeah. on top of this slice of life. And you're like, no, these can't coalesce. It's it's definitely uh, they they need to lean into it more because they focused on this. Uh, I think they made up the superhero for this, or was it Brainiac related? But it was like just robot, robot. It's it's anime esque, so it's just like robots. A generic mech villain. Yeah. Um, they didn't use like you know Metallo. They already have mech Superman villains. No. So it's weird. Um, no. But uh, which is weird because even near like towards the end, they got really thirsty for each other. So they did. Lois Lane and Clark. And Clark, yes. Okay. So they like they dipped their toes a little bit, but then how does that even work? I don't know. <laughs> so quote: it's... I bet the dude busts a nut like a shotgun shell through her back. Boom. Yeah. Right through her back. Um, <laughs> God damn, that's savage. I know, but I mean. <laughs> Brody's got a good point. Like, Brody I mean, how does Superman? He needs Wonder Woman is the only womb strong enough to receive his seed. Yeah. <laughs> I wish Stanley was still alive so I could ask him that question, and he'd just be like, "I just marvel. Like, what is? Yeah, what's not even my thing?" Know, and I'm man. like, "But did you ever think about that? Like, how does he fuck Lois Lane? Like, you had to have thought about that." <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. First uh, Fantastic Stick. Let's talk. 
Ben Graham. It's the thing saying made rock. So they kind of like they're they're like a will they won't they kind of romance, but it's nothing that they never because they're 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 young adults or in their early twenties, right? How do I? Superman's like a hip guy around the streets of Metropolis. Definitely not. Okay. Well, at least he acts like he's not, but he's still like a buff dude. Does he live in a rundown like apartment? He lives in a pretty small apartment with uh, Perry. Oh, Perry the... Not Perry. You have to say the uh, fucking uh, editor? uh, The other dude. Oh, Bob. Fucking... I know. The the kid. I know DC characters. He looks like Ron Howard. Yes. Ronnie Howard. Yes, Um, that guy. Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen. He came back to me. You know, famous DC hero Jimmy Olsen. Yes. He's had the weirdest spinoffs. You know that guy. He got Superman's powers in a few orcs. Um, he had that whistle that he called Superman with. Yes. Kazoo. Uh, they live together, and he knows, and they know, and they're all friends. It's and like they're like, they're New York like, sitcom. They're, they're having fun together. Just two single guys in Metropolis. It's weird. The reason it doesn't work because she's uh, Lois Lane's so okay. focused on her career. Her career. So they almost I'm make her a sh- like a tsundere. Uh-huh. I'm just a strong woman trying yes. to take my career to the top and I won't let this man's world stand in front of me. And then she just flips Metropolis like it's a table. Every episode, right? Yeah. 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 Metaphor. Metaphor. <laughs> yes. Sometimes literally. Okay, um, so they'll break the fourth wall for I guess I did miss. Equality. I Equity guess end. I did miss a part when I was watching because it is Brainiac. Uh-huh. Ultimately, the robots are Brainiac. Okay. Yeah. Always. Uh, uh, I mean. Yeah. Why not? I figured as much. I just didn't hear it They'd, said. You could have Lex Luthor have Brainiac like robots, and then later on, like Brainiac would just be like, "Well, I was controlling Lex's robots the whole time, and no one would yeah. bat an eye. He's just always hacking Lex's shit. He's like, stop it. I want to beat Superman. I want. Everyone's like, go buy another car." <laughs> oh my. where's my hair uh that being said jack quaid's good as a superman yeah does a great job i always like the clips of that i was like he works he's got the voice for yeah. it it's believable good stuff he's a good voice um, actor surprisingly even though it's uh ugly i'll probably if they do a season two i might check it out still. yeah yeah i mean art wise it looks great yeah, it's good yeah i dig it yeah i dig it All which right. is rare what's your ugly all right, um, rounding out the fucking tall Sol- Todd Solonet's fucking journey. Oh God! Welcome to the dollhouse. Yep. All right, I appreciate this movie because what tall Sol- Todd Solonets did was he sat down and he watched fucking a John Waters movie. He probably watched like just I would say he 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 leaned in the the fucking catalog of John Waters probably lightly. Mm-hmm. And didn't watch too many of his movies, maybe one or two, probably the most popular ones. But he definitely watched a lot of Richard Linklater. Okay. And so you see those influences aggressively in this movie. And it actually is not too bad. It is tough to watch because it leans into that subject matter of like awkwardness of the child and like you're dealing with abuse and sexual abuse and things like mm-hmm. that. He always loves to use those thematics of like awkward family abuse to try to stress points in character development. And like try to draw an outline of how his characters work in his world. Right. And this movie, because it kind of cribs from those two directors or, or, or apes off them a little bit, I feel like is not a bad movie on its own. And I would recommend it to someone who likes those directors. If you like, if you're a fan of Richard Linklater or a fan of fucking uh, John Waters, then check this out. But um, if you're a fan of Todd Solondz, it's probably a better movie than you'd expect mm. at this point after watching so many of his stuff. Because even this movie was was good, but it wasn't something I I would be like, hey, you know what? I want to put this on again. 
it said it, it did it it got its message across and the 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 last movie i watched fucking dark horse and that other movie love and wartime did not get its message across yeah. it tried really hard it got close but it did not this movie stuck the landing had a good like fucking slice of life well not even slice a coming of age it's a good coming of age like a story which the other movies did not do well and couldn't even come close to doing well right so the fact that this movie did it kind of blew me away but he's stuck in that archetype that fucking link lighter and waters put for him yeah so yeah check out you know dollhouse if you want something that kind of speaks to that old school fucking early 90s late 80s film style interesting yeah interesting okay yeah i'll have to check this out it's interesting and Maybe. You know, everybody i mean everybody fits the cast is actually perfect they're they're slightly unknown some of them you might recognize but for the most part you will you will be you will be put into the immersion of like oh i believe these characters they feel like real people nice yeah so that's what I like. And they don't break uh-huh. it for the whole thing. You feel the immersion the whole time. You're like, ooh, these people are kind of, it's a little cringy. <laughs> these are someone's lives. <laughs> yeah, that one's it. But I'm done. No Todd Solonids. I'm, his cur- he hasn't put anything. He's got some other stuff. I'm not going to even fucking bother. All right. Oh, cool. He's done. In the bank. Solonids. I would say he's got three great movies that you have to watch. The rest, you just can avoid and be fine. All right. But those others, check go. them out. There well, you go. Two of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna keep going down the stairs. It's a rough. It's, it's all. Uh, it's not. It's not a fun romp. None of these are fun romps. <laughs> Even Wiener Dog, you think like it's oh, about a story a about a dog? Romp. No, actually, no. I take that back. We talked about this story. Movies yeah. about dogs are usually fucking depressing. Depressing as fuck. Rarely they have good endings. Yes. Don't let Homeward Bound trick you. In the real version of that movie God that damn, happened now, those dead, those animals kill. die and the kids are fucking like deal, have to cope with it. That's it. Deal just ends with them having to deal with it. it. <laughs> Credit. Done. Fade to black. We're done. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's move on to the main subject of the week. We'll get through this really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are talking... Uh, the One Year War. Uh, mm-hmm. As of late, we just completed a Simply New Type has just completed all of mobile suit gundam 0079 and uh one thing i want to point out is that everything's so smooth until they leave jaburo and go back into space uh-huh. and then it just goes fast they're like we gotta go we gotta go we're yeah. done we got like five ten episodes we yeah gotta yeah go. then we gotta wrap up these fights we gotta start killing off main characters <laughs> yeah. we have to get a conclusion so let's climax this because they kind of petered around for a bit even like lala is only like four episodes so it's you just like crazy you just watch the regular gundam and not the uh not the movies <sighs> no no. Not the uh, side stuff for for zero zero seven. We're getting uh, we're, we'll get dive into that. I did a little bit of the uh, igloo stuff. Oh, uh, so you splash around in some of the little side story yes. stuff, but nothing because technically Thunderbolt isn't is we, we go back and forth on that. Yeah, so, it's but you did you did Origins? I've done Origins. That was okay. the first couple episodes. Yes. Okay, so you've covered or uh, you started probably with Origins, I imagine. Origins, and then I did uh, Mobile Suit. Gundam, and uh-huh. I did some igloos. Igloo, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm going to do 8th MS Team next. Okay. Go, so I'm sticking with the One Year War. Oh, then, okay. So then, then that's all you pretty much have left then, right? I that think, you yeah, have... pretty much that and Thunderbolt, which I might do another time. I'll move forward just to get yeah. out of... You could... Well, there's a lot to cover, and War. you could just say Thunderbolt is more of a guide and, and less of an actual like main story that you need. Mm. It's a good perspective, but you're watching 8th MS Team, and that's a Thunderbolt-esque style show anyway. Yes, exactly. And there's that new show coming out that's supposed to be during the one-year war again, but it's in the... Was it 
Unreal 5, right? Unreal 5 engine. Unreal 5 engine. Circling yes. it back. Well, fucking circle, man. Hell yeah. Because you fucked up Unity, you could be making the new Gundam series, but Just... instead, you're being a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man, I'm excited. Man. Let's see what that... I yeah, actually do want to check that I, out. I'm excited for that one, too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so... um what was that? So that, and then um, I just want to get out of uh, UC zero zero seven nine. Yeah, the one we're going to eighty. Eighty is literally Christmas and the New Year's from seven nine to eighty. Pa- uh, War of Pocket. War War in a pocket. War in a pocket. Yes. And then uh, Stardust. And then There's Stardust. a few. Is just yes. a few after that. Well, Which. Isn't there something in between Stardust or in a pocket? Uh, let's see. So 81. Well, there's always shit. They're the books. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot. Of it never stops. It never stops. Yeah. But essentially, uh, the last battle, uh, Battle of Albuquerque, Abaku, uh, Abaku. there was a fleet called the Jalal's fleet uh-huh. that said, hey, we're, we're gearing loyalists. Kaecilia mm-hmm. just shot him in the, in the face. Yep. Fuck that. Let's bounce. So they bounced. Mm-hmm. And they literally disappeared yeah. until 0083. And he's just like, I'm back, bitches. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Fucking Neo Zeon is back, motherfuckers. Let's do this shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So, I think we're so you got that to look forward to. So we're going into that. Um, Man, you're closing in on motherfucking Char's counterattack. It's getting there. It's getting there. Well, the piece de resistance. God damn, there's uh, so much. Double Z is going to be like a, a showstopper for me. I think. Just summarize it in like a 15 minute <laughs> clip and just go, you no, know. No, there's, there's, I, there's I mean, a decent amount. There's let's be real. Double Z is a mess all over the place. At least Zeta has Camille and the nonsense behind that. Yes. So there's enough fun there, and him being a crazy sociopath slash psychopath, he you can is. have fun with that. He is. Was it Juba Judah? Judao. Judao. Judao's like eh, he's he's one of the most blandest, forgettable, yeah. like anti-interesting Gundam protagonists I've ever seen. So Double Zeta is just a rough schlog, no matter how you approach it. And there's no movie reiteration. There's mm-hmm. just the fucking episodes. Fifty mm-hmm. two, right? It's like 52 Zeta, double Zeta episodes? Yeah. Fuck that. I'm cool. It's a lot. It's a lot. I don't like Gundam that much, and I love Gundam, but I'll be like, I, I barely can get through the Zeta movies, it's, let alone double Zeta's episodes. It's rough. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so we'll get into that, and then we'll probably get into Char's counterattack after nice. that. We're uh, coming for you, Australia. Oh, yeah, Australia. Perfectly We're gonna vertical. Do Perfectly vertical colony drop, man. The worst kind. Um... Let's see. What else? Uh, what was your favorite moment of the One Year War, if you had to say? Ooh, favorite moment of the One Year War? That's a good... Gosh, I could pick like five in fucking Cuckoo's Dawn's episode of Love. <laughs> 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 Even the movie remake. Uh, uh, the, oh, God, fuck it. <sighs> all right, all right. I'll just... I'll go for the fucking... The Grand Slam easy layup. Fucking when Dobright had to fucking regulate Amro with a slap boom i mean that's that's the moment that changed the course of history for the one-year war if that slap wouldn't happen Amro wouldn't have got his shit time. together and we would be fucking all under buried colonies right now <laughs> you uh, needed that. that moment at the end of char's counterattack when Amro comes to full mm-hmm. circle would have never happened without that slap that slap is the most it's like when they assassinated the archduke france ferdinand and we went to world war ii from all of that like that's that slap is that same moment in uc history Mm -hmm. in my opinion if i had to be a generalist okay but then then i think um then i think of that time the gun barrier fucking 
<laughs> represented. Oh, that was so good. And I'm just like, you know what? Anyone who could throw down with the gun parry the deserves gun parry. an honorary recommendation. It's, the gun parry Because it's that. just a fucking like, it's like it's Star Wars where they're using like that fucking <laughs> imperial. It's like the like, imperial fucking uh, supply ship. The supply yeah, ship. Yeah. It's like anyone who throws down and crashes that and shit. Aliens, yeah. 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 Any of those moments. So it's like, those are dope moments. Because yeah, you're just like, good. oh shit, he's using the gun parry to fight. <laughs> it's just a fucking industrial ship. It's like a uh, fucking tractor for the space <laughs> i love there's a yeah. moment where kai uh, there's a spy on uh white base and kai uh-huh. kind of falls in love with her oh and that's it yeah, he hides her episode, and then he, he right. goes out in the gun parry and she goes out and help him uh-huh. and he opens up and he like one of the missiles jams she goes out to get it and yeah. it fires and then she flies <laughs> out yeah. and she's like <laughs> at the end of the episode he's crying everyone's yeah. just all like i don't know what you're talking about uh, <laughs> who is this person i don't even know was it was it the original Cuckoo's Dawn episode where Amuro was like one of the one of the scout pilots was like trying to surrender and Amuro's like I don't give a fuck we're at war and he just yeah. kills him yeah. it was the original right because yeah. in the remake they like he gets killed by accident <laughs> but yeah I just remember there was a speed racer moment where it was like it's like speed you gotta lose you gotta get second in the race or else my uncle's gonna die and it's like I can't lose no matter what Trixie <laughs> what <laughs> sorry I just can't <laughs> you're not fucking hearing me <laughs> They're they're surrendering. Amro's just a cold blood. He's like, yeah, fuck you, dead. Just fuck that, dead. Fuck. <laughs> well, you did in the remake. He stepped on that guy, and then he shot that other, or beam sabered that cockpit. Yeah. But I mean, that was in combat. I guess that was a little better. I don't know. I don't. Know. This, it, the universe of Century's got a lot of wild moments. I mean, yeah. you go to the end, and then there's when Lala starts transforming into fucking new type ghost, and Char goes insane, and. All these other weird moments in the zombie family when they show up when they're non-finished but slightly finished mechs that have either no legs or no arms. Check out this Jiang. No legs. <laughs> Check out the fucking Big Zam. No arms. No it's arms. all legs. The Big Zam yeah. is all legs. All legs. And just one beam that shoots out of its it eye and it just spins like and twirls. Oh my god. That thing was huge. It was wild. Obnoxious. I mean, there's some great character designs because you get this classic fucking uh, 70s anime art style. Mm-hmm early 80s late 70s well no actually fuck it was like early 70s because original Gundam was like what 69 something stupid like 79, that 79 actually, yeah. all right i'm always 10 off with that but yeah holy shit man like you can't that's like that's like a fucking classic just romping like animation style alone if you watch the weird moments where yeah. they cut their budget and they had to stretch and they just like cut these corners the weird shaped fucking Zaku helmets. Remember the ones that he got the one with <laughs> the, the girl missile. That falls out yeah, great. with the missile. Uh, <laughs> she's got that I'm dead, it. I'm dead anime eyes, but not uh, you can't really like tell that she's dead yet by talking to her, but you can see it in her eyes. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. she's dead. That's life escaping her. But so yeah. Much. Yeah, that art style is a lost it's a lost uh, art it's a yeah. lost gem for for appreciation. Oh, so watching it for good. that alone is great. I think of the weird Zaku heads in the original Cuckoo's Dawn. The yes. Zaku's heads were, Zaku heads were so, so round and funny. Like they're trying to make them very humanized <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just super It's rough. rough. Yeah. It's rough. Uh, uh, good times. Man. Good stuff. Good uh, I would say my probably the best moments probably when uh, Ryu su- suicides himself and kills Haman. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. Because it's like if that didn't happen. Amuro's dead. Like yes. there's nothing he could do. In You're that right. Moment. It's even more pivotal. Uh, You're right. Yeah, because he was getting shot in the back while yeah. holding a fucking like nuclear uh, uh, fission, tank. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Stopping it from going uh, fucking critical. And he was just like boom. Yeah. Saves him. Yep. 
Yep. This is after uh, what's his name dies already too. Um, uh, who are you talking about? Cicero? Rumble Rumble. Or not Cicero. Rumble Rumble Rumble. has already been. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, he's he's out early on in the, mm-hmm. in the Zam, right? Yeah. Yeah. The big Zam. Big Zam. No, the Galf. Galf. Rumble Rumble's Galf. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's a uh, Dozel. Dozel. I'm thinking of Dozel Zabi. They're both big framed guys. They were yes. the two like alphas of the fucking Zion, like for. Yeah. And then Char would just shoot in and be like, I killed you. Now I'm leaving. <laughs> we were best friends. I tricked you. Ha <laughs> Take off. Oh, enough. <laughs> Honorable mention the time that Char shouted at Amaro and said, I never betray my friends. I never betray my friends. <laughs> and he's super serious about it. Yeah. Cut to him so betraying good. everybody Every he met to that point, including human. Char Asnabold, the guy he killed and took killed his identity. And took his name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. Castleball there. Fucking Castleball. Oh, I remember boy. that on my first try. Yes. Uh, fucking the mini names of. There's so many. I'm sure it's Quattro. There's so many. Names. Preventer Wind. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 it's Milardo Peacecraft. Actually, you know oh, what? They're yeah, all yeah. Char analogs. Yeah. They're all fucking that versions of Char. Full Rumble. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he's no Mulaflaga, uh, but that's no that's Moolaflaga. the only thing I liked about Seed, and that's all we'll talk about Seed. Oh. That's all we'll talk about Seed here. That's you, it. You want to? Nope, that's enough time we report for Seed. I guess we're <laughs> wrapping it up this week. We're calling right, it. Right, it's been some good Universal Century. Let's uh, wrap specifically it up. Um, yeah. So all <laughs> this to say. uh all of Universal Center or all of Mobile Suit Gundam is uh-huh. in one video. Two hours and forty-four yeah. minutes of greatness. Yeah. So go check go. that out, folks. That way you don't have to sit through fifty-nine episodes of Universal Century. Yeah. You could do it in one night, one one weekend. You could parcel it out. There you go. With a meal and two or two. Yeah, not bad. Not okay. bad. Go check it out. Uh but that'll do it for us this week. Um what else do we have to talk? What are we to? We're, we're going to do some other things next mm-hmm. week where we talk about more things the and stuff. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just it. saying, don't forget yeah, the, the stuff, stuff and the things. Stuff is super important. Yeah. yeah. Um, so gonna, be, be sure to do that. Um, Danny, mm-hmm. what did we learn this week? Uh, we learned this week that when an orphan comes to you and says, "Can I join your family and be your best friend?" You say no. You say no. You say no. You say. No, Danny. Because behind those eyes, that kid's planning to take your life. He's gonna kill you, and he's gonna usurp you, and your your parents are gonna raise him. <laughs> and as a, a new type ghost, you're gonna hate it the whole time. The whole I guess. Time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. it'd be but. funny if Castleball shows up or like when Char's dying, and he's like, "You deserved this," and like lectures, <laughs> right? <laughs> they do a retcon into that. Oh, I'm waiting for that. Let's see it. Uh, Let's see it happen. Then they retcon Bardock into the Universal Century universe. Oh no. He was the first test pilot for the GM. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that. Oh, man. Uh, Thanks for listening, everyone. If you love this podcast, we have a lot more content over at freespeechgeek.com. We have upcoming convention coverage, news about your favorite weeb shit. We also do in-depth takes like, are some fans more religious than Christians, Jews, and Muslims? Spoiler alert. Yes, some of you crazy people are. All that and more over at freespeechgeek.com. Go check it out, you psychopaths.